everybody, and welcome to the first ever ep- episode of what we're probably going to, to change the name of many times, but for now we're just probably calling every it... time. Yeah, we could change it every time. <laughs> that would be pointless, but fun. Um, a lot of fun things are pointless. So we're going to call this His Hands Church Behind the Scenes for now, or HHC BTS. The more letters, the better. I think yeah. I think that's how it I think works for doctors. It works. It does work for doctors. So um, this is what this is in a nutshell. Uh, I'm Justin McTeer. This is and Nathan Fowler. Say hi, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Oh, you did that thing. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, well done. So uh, Nathan and I are in leadership roles at his hands. We don't have titles. That's not. That's just not part of our culture. But um, but you know, for lack of a better term, I'm I'm the pastor of the church. Nathan leads all of our worship. Uh, so worship pastor. So you get like a descriptor. I'm just a pastor. I don't even get that. I'm just a. I'm just a blank pastor, but uh, but but you know Nathan and I have been part of his hands for for ten years, really almost since the beginning for both of us, and we've been leading yeah. it now for the last three years, mm-hmm. and so we're pretty passionate about this church and, and about what it's what it's about. Yeah, and so what we want to do with with this particular uh, part of our podcast is to just pull the curtain back and and give give everybody a behind the scenes look at. What his hands is all about, and every single episode, we're gonna we're gonna do something really simple. We're just gonna take a question that we get asked a lot, or a question that maybe we think is really relative and relevant to what we do, and we're gonna answer it. There's no script. There's no um, you know we're not this is something, not something we've practiced, which I'm sure you'll be able to tell. Yep. <laughs> so we're just gonna we're gonna dive in, but but first, I have to say this. I'm just gonna say this and we get it out. Uh, Nathan has a a cup of coffee that is sitting. <laughs> I do. Is and, and Nathan, it, it's almost finished. Sadly, it is. Yeah. I'm oh, so no, that 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 completely and totally changes you're my like mood. You're so happy now. Oh, I, I'm so excited <laughs> because uh, I have this I have this thing and don't. Oh, see, he just took a drink of coffee and it made me nervous. So Nathan's a slurper of coffee. He just, he slurps it and he's one of these people that believes. You may have just even heard that he he'll go he'll go into this whole thing about how that's the right way to drink coffee because it's aerates the fumes and uh i don't know <laughs> where this just always sounds like you're making I, it up i do forget that i do like it's a force of habit now and so i'll catch myself around you going for a sip of coffee oh man and and it's when your face changes i just feel like, oh oh i'm so sorry even just i just don't even mean even to, just the anticipation like when you're when you bring the coffee to your <laughs> mouth and i know it's gonna come i'm so sorry there's something like i sh- i shrink inside and i i like clench <laughs> I my fist it's not it's not my fault it's not a um, intentional thing. I have. No. I don't know what it is. It's like a disorder where if I hear the sound, like food sounds, yeah. chewing really loud or oh, slurping, yeah. that's the worst. Uh, it, it, I want to punch something. Yeah. I just, that's instant rage. Loud chewing. I'm so with you. the it's, fact that your coffee is is nearly empty means there's way less of a chance that I'm going to punch you no, in the face. In fact, during there's this. one sip left. I say what? Here, I'm not. I'm not even going to slurp it. Yeah, get it out of the way. Okay, good. Now we're done. It's gone. My coffee's done. Yeah. No more coffee. Okay. Yeah. Now that that is out of the way, <laughs> yeah. um, let's jump into the first question. The yes. question we've decided to start with is what do we mean by a real church? Sometimes mm-hmm. you might hear us talk about his hands and the word real gets thrown out around a lot. Um, and so if you hear us talk about how we want to be a, a real church, we want this church to be real. What, what do we mean by that? And I'm just going to throw that one to you and let you start. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. what is it? What is that? What does real church mean to Nathan Fowler? Yeah. Um, real church for me, like it's kind of, it's layers deep and it's a, I feel like it's a process too. Cause I still even catch myself sometimes doing stuff like behaving or speaking away in a way where I'm like, that really seems 
like I'm trying, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like I'm trying to impress people with something or, or whatever, um, or look smart. I'm always trying to look smart. And then that has a, it's weird it, how it often when you try effect. to look smart, you end up looking stupid. Yes. Not you personally. I wasn't saying about no, you. I mean, that's you exactly is what a general you of people, of and, all people. And I catch myself doing that kind of stuff. And I, I just remember like, it's, it's not, it's not worth it. It's not effective. But when I think about real church, I think that that word gets used a lot. Um, and sometimes I feel like it's just marketing or it's just buzzword or hype or whatever. Yeah, it's um, real is kind of a trendy word. Yeah, yeah, it's a really trendy word. In fact, like, it's even, even see where, like, fast food in the last decade, they've made a big point to be like, it's real chicken now. And we're like, what? What was, was it before? It before, yeah. <laughs> well, I ate a lot of that when right. I was a kid. And there's still some, you know, supposedly white chicken nuggets that I'm going, I don't know if you're telling me the truth. Well, it's my, just... well my follow-up question would be, you're 30 years old. Why are you ordering chicken nuggets from restaurants? <laughs> I, I'll say you graduate. You can get chicken strips I'll say, now. I'll say it's for my two-year-old, but <laughs> I pop an extra nugget. That's being a dad. You know, oh, you order yes, that. Those, your kids only eat. I've even ordered the six yes, count when I know they'll exactly. only eat oh, four. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> I get those extra two. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but so yeah, it's eat like it's become marketing almost across the board, not just in churches. Um, but I think it's about backing it up and really doing it. Um, really being there for people, really being open um, to where it's it's part of the culture of the whole organization. Um, it's part of the culture of the whole church family, I guess I should say, because organization can imply just whoever works at a church. True. Um, it's one of the things I, I, I you know, I was talking to uh, uh, someone I met today at lunch who was telling me how, oh, he's, oh, I have a friend that goes to his hands and I work with, and and. He, he was beaming about this coworker, and uh, uh, he works with Chris. You know Chris. Uh, we have a lot of Chris's here. Chris Freeze. Chris Freeze. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was not. That was like Freeze. not the Chris I was at thinking a, of, but I love uh, Chris Freeze. Quick Trip. Yeah. With Quick Trip, and uh, he was telling me how much he loves Chris. So shout out to Chris there. Um, and you could see he had a comfort just already that he was like, oh you you go to church with Chris and like, we, yeah, cause Chris is not the kind of guy that's going to fake it ever. No, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, um, what he didn't have was this sense of like, Oh, you know, like there was no pressure around Nathan. Like, Oh wait, he goes to church. Oh, he's involved with the church. Like I need to like sit up a little straighter around Nathan or whatever. Right. Um, because he's picked up from his friend. That's part of the, his hands family that he can be himself around Chris. Yep. So he can be himself around me he can be real. So it's just as much us being real as it is us lending people the permission for them to be real Yep, is what I keep finding. But you can't give what you don't have. And so it's a, it's a, it's that process of continually learning to let go of the performance or whatever to try so hard and be real. And that's when other people get that permission. And I'm finding that more and more in life. Well, I think you just you, you just said a, a word that I, I think is really key, and that's the word performance. Mm-hmm. You know, the reality yeah. is yeah. Um, we've kind of grown up in church, and so I, I, were you in church your whole life yeah. pretty much? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I, I started going to church pretty early. It was like mm-hmm. third or fourth grade, the summer in between third and fourth grade, actually. I'll, I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we've seen church change so uh, yeah. much in our lifetime. Yeah, a lot. And a lot of that's for the, for the good. Change is good, by the way. Um, you know, it's good to, to change things up. Jesus talked about it. He said, you know, hey, don't, don't be like an old wineskin. Don't be this rigid right. thing that is unwilling to change. So change is good. We're not, not mad about change. But you got to make sure you make the right changes. 
Yep. And so mm-hmm. what I've seen growing up, I've seen church become so much more excellent than it ever was when I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. like the church I went to growing up as a kid, I have these super fond memories of. I'm grateful. That's, that's where I first discovered who, who Jesus was and mm-hmm. I believed in Jesus and all the Christian words you want to use. I got saved. I got, I got baptized. I did all that there. Yeah. So I, I will only look back on that church you know, fondly. But you did not go to church and expect it to be good. Like right. it, that just wasn't even a that wasn't even a thing. <laughs> it's kind of a little bit. Well, it's just church, you know. They're, they're yeah. doing the best. Yeah. In fact, they can. if it was just, I'll be honest. If like the music was just moderately good, you were surprised, and you'd walk away and be like, "That actually wouldn't have bad today." And that <laughs> yes. was the idea. Or if or if the if, if the pastor told a story that was legitimately funny, not like one of those everybody laugh at him, <laughs> make him feel better stories. You know, like right. Uh, right. You you were you were almost like surprised. Hey, good on you. Yeah. yeah. So the idea was not. You know, no one ever mm-hmm. said these words, but the idea wasn't that church should be a like a good experience or or an excellent experience might be a better word than good. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about good, like wholesome, but an excellent. Mm-hmm. And now that's really changed. Now, now you have you have a lot of churches that that put on an yeah. incredible production. Yeah, an incredible production. And so there, there there's light shows that that complete that would blow away most touring bands. Light shows. Yeah. There's musicians that are incredibly gifted, yep. which which is good. You want to have absolutely gifted people in the roles they're in. Yeah. And uh, everything is just amazing. Honestly, there there are churches where where like the the video that they might show for their announcements or whatever is 10 times better than half the commercials you see on TV yeah, yeah. in terms of just yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's execution. So that that's good, but here's where it gets kind of interesting because it's sort of like a pendulum. Sometimes we swing the pendulum too far mm-hmm. in our attempt mm-hmm. to right the ship. That just yeah. happened. I just combined two metaphors because you don't use pendulums to do anything with ships. I've never steered a ship with a pendulum. I've never steered a ship. I mean, I'm not... I'll say that. never steered a ship, so I don't know how it works. Maybe I'm, not I, a, I'm not a nautical... Pendulum Engin- nautical expert, engineer. So. <laughs> so, so what I mean by that is, is, is this, um, you, you want things to be good. Excellence is important, but sometimes you end up having excellence at the expense of authenticity. Yeah. So one of the words that we hear a lot in sort of church world, um, when we'll have, you know, other people we're working with or other churches we're working with, cause we work with a lot of churches. We love churches. Yeah. Um, Jesus loves churches. And so, you know, you hear the word production. Oh, we've got a production meeting and we've got, you know, we, we, we're putting on a production, our Christmas production, our Easter production. And the word production, not a bad word. Everyone's free to use it. But here's, here's where I kind of want to, to be my uh, sometimes know-it-all self, and I just have to hold that back and, and get over it. Um, the, the core of the word production is the word product. Right. And what do you do with products? You sell them. Yeah. You market them. Right. And that's what, honestly, that's, that's what ends up happening a lot in church. It becomes a product. And so what, what's, what's happening on stage sometimes is that someone, uh, someone that's very marketable is selling the product. And, and oftentimes, unfortunately, that product becomes the church. But church is not the yeah. point of church. Right. It's not church for the sake of church. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the point of church. And yep. Jesus is not that's a product. Right. He's a person. And you're not allowed to sell people. That's yep. against the law. So, <laughs> it, I mean, it is. So you can't sell Jesus and you can't market Jesus. And he never did that to himself. He was just real. Mm -hmm. You you have to be authentic. If you want to reflect Jesus, you have got to be authentic because he was always authentic. You know, normal people loved hanging out with Jesus. So, Mm -hmm. so to me being a real church, a lot of it's just about realizing that there can never be sales, manipulation, spin marketing. You should not come to church and, and be sold to. Mm hmm. 
you just need to see honesty and openness and honest, and even uh, maybe a, a more important word would be vulnerability. Yes. Mm-hmm. So talk about that for a second. You know, we, we talk a lot together about how important vulnerability is mm-hmm. as part of, of the church experience. Um, what does that, what does that mean to you? Um, <clears throat> how vulnerable are you willing to be? Probably not enough. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> that's, no, that's good. Be honest. <laughs> Probably not enough. Um, I think, yeah, that's one of the things I've really, you know, struggled with through life. I think that's part of, like, there's been, um, it's been a huge blessing in a lot of ways to grow up in church, but then part of it for me that's been difficult is, like, I want to impress people, and I want to earn people's approval. So it's really easy to slip into um, always really trying hard to say the right thing, always really trying hard not to step on anyone's toes to make sure I measure up. And so to be vulnerable is hard um, and it's not, it's not necessarily in the like share vulnerable things way as it is just be honest with who I am and yeah. how I'm feeling don't, at the don't moment. Don't be vulnerable way. as part of a performance to get people. Right, to like, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, it's the moment to moment just, you know, when someone needs to talk, it's like, are you, am I willing to be there and just give some time to listen and just be there as a friend? Or am I thinking about the next thing I got to do? Or is this even going to make me look cool? <laughs> or whatever. No one that works like, in a church my ever. Mind, no right? one that works in a church ever worries about being cool. But, uh, but we, <laughs> I think that's, that's why it's <laughs> like, okay. So, so you're kind of always allowed to poke fun at whatever, you're on the inside of, right? right. So like when my, wife, when my wife was a teacher, she would make jokes teacher about jokes. teachers. And, and so we, we can do that about church. And, yeah. and the good news is God will forgive us even if we're in the wrong. Um, <laughs> but like when I was a kid, the stereotypical image of a pastor, you could have like played a game. Yeah, It would have been, is this a pastor or is this an insurance salesman. Yeah. And if, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're an insurance salesman, keep it up because the world needs you. Yeah, we, that's um, right. And I'm not, that was not a knock on you, but you know, it, the idea being pastors were not thought of to be like trendy in the way they dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but now, now it's kind of like you could play a game called, is that a, a pastor or is that a 50 year old record producer who lives in LA? <laughs> um, because, because it's like, yeah. Like, I mean, sometimes I'll or look at... Or is that a worship musician or is that a model for the buckle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And uh, no, it's a great, it's a great point because it's, it's you, you know, it's kind of like you, you would never dress that way if you weren't trying to be cool because yeah. like, no, let's be honest. I'm, I'm 33. I don't want to wear, I not want to wear skinny jeans. I don't want to wear skinny Who want, jeans. No one wants to wear skinny jeans. <laughs> They're not practical at all. They're not practical. You can't bend over in them. And... <laughs> And you definitely, when you're 50 something, you don't need should to be, not you should be not, wearing skinny You shouldn't jeans. be dressed like Justin Bieber if you're 50 years old. That's right. Bieber shouldn't be dressed no, like you Bieber. Even stop. You shouldn't even, you shouldn't be dressed like Justin Bieber. And we can end the statement yes, there. It can stop right there and be, and be done. But, but um, no, it's, yeah. it's, so it can't be, it can't be a show. And, and the truth of the matter is Nathan and I are both, we're both guys who stand on the stage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, so I'll, I'll give you a couple examples where I think the, the be a real church is sort of played out really practically here. Uh, the, the, the worship team that Nathan leads, uh, and it's a team, by the way, it's, they're, they're all volunteers. These yeah, are amazing, gifted awesome people. people. I can't believe how amazing the people God brings here are. But it's the most diverse group of people you mm-hmm. can imagine. It's diverse in race, it's diverse in age, it's diverse in gender, and it's, it's funny because on a, on a Sunday, 
we might have like Alex Bennell up there and Alex is what 22 23 23 you know mm-hmm. and he's he's got he's got cool looking hair and he's always dressed you know in, in and yeah. he's got joggers he's wearing joggers yeah, he's wearing joggers you know? <laughs> um but he's 23 years old mm-hmm. and that's the way he's being himself he's being himself yeah. but then but then a few feet away from him will be someone like Herb who is 660 something i think mm-hmm. Herb told me that, so I'm allowed to, yeah, to say he's, it. He's he pretty open about it. <laughs> I was like, say something. Let's not get too specific on him. Come on now. Yeah, he's in the 60s. 60-something. And Herb always wears a backwards, like, Atlanta Braves baseball cap yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And a t-shirt. Um, and then you'll have you'll have somebody like Jim on base. And I don't, I don't, I don't know how old Jim is, but he's older than me. Uh, probably, he could probably be my, my dad. Mm-hmm. And Jim's always got, like, a black t-shirt and a pair of jeans, and he's just sitting there with the base. And, and there's no... It doesn't look like the worship team just got back from a photo shoot. Yeah, there's no stylist. No. There's no there's no stylist in the green room because there's not even a green room. There's no hairspray on no. hand. <laughs> no, and, and, you know, just another practical example is, and I'm really happy about this, um, like our, our space seats quite a few people. And mm-hmm. so it's probably actually kind of odd that we have a space as big as we have and, a, and the number of people that we have on a Sunday and there's no camera. Yeah. It's on either the yep. person speaking, myself, or on the, the team. That's pretty normal anymore in church culture. It is. Especially it's larger churches. And that's, that's fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with it. But I'll just say this. I know myself. And I know. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a really, really easy example. Mm-hmm. Uh, last Sunday, I woke up on Sunday morning, and I just had a straight-up pimple on the edge of my nose. Like I was, <laughs> like I was 14 all over mm-hmm. again. Flashbacks to mm-hmm. middle school and high school. And so I, I did the, the, I did what you do. You know, I, I handled the pimple. But it was this giant red spot on my mm-hmm. nose. And I'm glad that we don't have cameras, <laughs> not because someone would have seen my pimple. Mm-hmm. I can handle that. But because I know that in the back of my mind, I would have been focused. You'd be thinking on that. And I might have been tempted right. to like, well, it's covered up with some makeup. Absolutely. Is there anything wrong with makeup? It, no. It's, it's you, you follow it to its next logical Right. You start making, there's nothing wrong with makeup, but when you start making the decisions Mm -hmm. you're making in church because of the way that people will perceive things, how is it going to look? Right. Well, how is that real? Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and and we're human beings. Yeah. We're not perfect. We're flawed. We're deeply flawed actually. Exactly. But you, you put a camera on everybody on the team and I'm sorry, there's just that extra pressure. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. that, that you can get over, obviously. And I think a lot of great worship teams, I mean, I go to worship concerts and there's cameras on those people and they are all out worshiping yeah. and they're not performing for a show. I don't believe that for a second. Um, but it takes a lot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, let's be honest, it can take a special person to not play into that a little mm-hmm. bit. Because it's hard. It, and I think it's, it's part of knowing ourselves and like, you know, uh, there's, we all have different strengths and weaknesses, but part of being real is being real to go, hey, you know, I know where some of my weaknesses are. If there's a camera on me, I'm really going to be thinking about making sure I look cool. Right. Instead of thinking about the people I'm leading. Instead of thinking about the story we're telling with this song that needs to be told mm-hmm. um, or, or whatever it might be. Because I'm going to be thinking about, man, I, I, I need to suck in my gut a little. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's that battle. Are you going <laughs> so, to listen to the voice in your head mm-hmm. or are you going to listen to the Holy Spirit? Right. And the truth is, I know when the voice in my head gets louder, mm-hmm. it does. it's harder it to hear screams. the Holy Spirit. And that's where you know, Scripture says flee temptation. That's just a temptation. So yep. I think I, I'm glad that we... Just for us, for me, I'm, I'm glad that we choose to kind of take some of those things and go, no, let's just set the guardrail way far away from even worrying about that stuff because it would just distract me. It would distract some of us. So It would. And, and so we'll kind of pull it back as we, we get close to wrapping up. But mm-hmm. 
we're not so we're not saying that if you have cameras no cameras that you're doing something wrong no there's nothing like there's no right. verse in the bible that says mm-hmm. thou shalt never use production equipment and we're not saying that it, if you are on a production team at a church and it's called the production team we're not saying you bunch of fakers jesus isn't a product this isn't like throwing stones yeah that's important to say yeah but, that's but right what we are saying is that at at his hands because at the end of the day, we're only accountable to what God has called us to do. That's right. You know, I'm not, I can't judge another church because I'm not part of it. God's never told me to mm-hmm. do anything with that. But That's at his right. hands, he has called us to, to, to I believe, be unusually authentic, mm-hmm. unusually vulnerable. That's why I talk about being yep. a former addict and things like that on Sundays. Yep. To be That's right. unusually real. It's not a performance. Mm-hmm. It's not a show. Mm-hmm. Our vision is to love people to Jesus, not to impress people That's to Jesus right. or wow them to Jesus. Yeah. And what we have to we have to recognize is that human beings are human beings, and and every human being, like you mentioned, temptation has to fight that temptation to stop short of Jesus mm-hmm. and place their trust or their excitement in a person or in mm-hmm. an organization. And so, there's a lot of people that that get way more infatuated with the life expert looks like he has it all together pastor than they do with, with Jesus himself, because that's where the spotlight is to be honest with you. Or, or even the church itself, like the the point of church cannot be for people to be excited about church. That's right. Because that's not, it's about Mm -hmm. a relationship with God. Jesus. And so in a lot of ways, what that means is we just have to make sure that, I mean, I'm going to use a really analogy that I don't think I don't have any expertise in. So I, it's like the bridesmaid should not outshine the bride. (laughs) <laughs> or try to. <laughs> usually, right? usually I think brides kind of kind of make that. That's why you get the white dress and everybody else gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never <laughs> been a bride before. Um, I've never even, I've never even been a bridesmaid, believe it or not. But but no, like if there was a, if we were at a wedding and there was a it's bridesmaid a and the bridesmaid was intentionally trying to. Right. Trying to step in. And yeah, it would be off-putting. You would go, whoa, this is not your moment. It's not right, yeah. And I mean, ironically, Jesus calls himself the bridegroom and we're the bride, you know, the church in right. scripture. But just in this analogy. So I'm completely is. flipping this analogy right. around. But, <laughs> but it's Jesus's church. Yeah. It's his movement. Yeah. And so we can't be like a bridemaid trying to go, hey, hey, look at me. Look at how good we look. Look at how, don't we look cool and trained? Doesn't it, aren't you, aren't you impressed by by how well done this day was or how, whatever, we just can't do that. And I'm human nature makes yeah. that hard. So, so that's what we mean by being a real church. Uh, love people to Jesus, not impress people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Be open, be vulnerable, and uh, don't worry about making people think you've got it all together because newsflash, right. you don't have it all not together. Honest, Specifically you, Nathan. You <laughs> don't <laughs> have it all together at all. I, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing pretty good. But... <laughs> just to give you an idea of how unput together I am as we go. So I went, I worked out this morning early, early this morning. I woke up at six and I was supposed to meet Robertson, my friend at the gym. And I was so, I wanted to text him so bad. I almost texted him. I don't want to come, but I'm like, no, he's going to be there. So I, I went ahead and went and, uh, we got to the gym, put all my stuff in the locker. And then, uh, we went to grab breakfast. We got to Chick-fil-A to eat breakfast and I couldn't find my wallet and realized I'd left it at church or, or, or at the, the gym rather. Oh, in the locker. Yeah. Yeah. So I go back and I can't find it. And I open the locker that I had used and someone else is now occupying that locker. And I'm thinking to myself, Oh no, is my wallet under this dude's stuff? 
and do I start pulling his stuff out? And he's going to walk in, walk in right? and I'll be a, like, no, dude, I promise. The way these things this work. looks really bad, but I'm just trying to find my wallet in your locker. I was using it earlier this morning. Um, and thankfully, before, I, I, I almost started grabbing this guy's stuff, and that was running through my head. I'm like, it's my wallet. i got to find this thing. And so thankfully, I said, let me just check the stall where I took a shower. Bad mental picture, I apologize. But I, uh, and, and there it was, right there where I had, had oh, showered, wow. right on the, the sink. And I was like, thank you, God, that I didn't have to, to do that. Because the guy, whoever was in there was wearing cowboy boots. Uh-huh. And you don't <laughs> wear cowboy boots in Georgia boots. unless you're a real man. Unless you mean it, yeah. So and if you're wearing cowboy boots to, to a the gym, gym, yeah, you're probably, you, could, you, you can definitely beat me up. So, That's so the truth. So you're probably fit and like real manly. No, then, so. no, no, no. Because then we went to Chick-fil-A and it was a buffet today. And I got two full No, plates. I mean the guy with the boots. Oh, yeah, yeah. That him, not guy. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, I don't have it all together at all. I'm a mess. We're all a mess. Jesus loves messes. All right. That's going to wrap it up for, uh, for this. That's right. This episode of HHCBTS. His hands church behind the scenes. You guys have an awesome one. We'll talk to you later. Bye.